Hey guys, how's it going? My name's Fuzz. This is my podcast, Never Going Home First Chukas. I've got another podcast episode up today with a good friend of mine, Dan Walls. Dan's an audio engineer, so we talk about what it's like to be an audio engineer, freelance life in general, and loads of other cool stuff like growing up, the punk rock scene, hardcore music, mental health, and loads of other cool stuff. So if you appreciate the podcast, it means a huge deal to me if you could just give me a like, follow up, subscribe on on the YouTube page or the Instagram account or the Facebook page, wherever you've seen this video, really, really makes a difference. If you could give me a like, follow up, subscribe, that'd be amazing. And last note for South Wales people, my documentary photography project, Habits and Mindsets, will be launching on the 16th of November in the Castle Emporium in Cardiff, which is just over the road from Club Eva Bach. Um, it's going to be a pretty cool night. It's going to be up for a week, but we're having an opening night. A band's playing some um some speakers as well which is going to be pretty cool it's in collaboration with heads above the ways which are an awesome not-for-profit uh organization to help people with mental health so any sort of profits or anything any print sales or anything like that will be split with them so it's for a good cause so pop along on the 16th of november in castle emporium in cardiff and i hope you enjoy the podcast dan wills the man the legend mp7 gang leader himself <laughs> haircut pioneer expert in pretty much anything to do with uh, Abergavenny um, and he also does a bit of sound engineering too so we were talking about um, <clears throat> we were talking about at the moment there seems to be a lot of problems with music venues um, in danger of closing down because of developers coming in buying properties and then looking to uh, you know uh, put flats up and stuff next to established music venues and then they'd get noise complaints to get shut down which seems ridiculous but that is what's happening right yeah i mean the thing is that that is that that argument is kind of a double-edged sword because if you say well oh, the venue was here first and now you've built this place so you're not allowed to make a complaint does that mean that if the ven if a, if you build a venue that they can complain. Do you know what I mean? If the properties were already there, so I I feel like that's not always the best argument, but it's certainly probably one of the only ones we've got at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I live ne- I live next door to the Paget Rooms in Panath, which uh, quite often has you know uh, theatre shows on and live bands. They have the fire exits open at the back, and that bleeds right onto my property. But that that place has been there for you know a long time, and and who am I to to you know it's. It's not terribly bothersome. I think there's just, but then I I work in noisy environments all the time, and I guess I'm used to it, and yeah. other, pe- other people aren't. So, um, yeah, I guess if you kicked it off, that would be kind of uh, it's hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But sure. I wouldn't anyway. You know, I. But that's just me. I don't complain about most things, to be honest. I moan. But I, I think you complain. do. <laughs> <laughs> no, people will. You know, bullshit people that know me hear me whinge, but yeah, not. Uh, yeah, not about that kind of thing. Um, so music, what are you into bands and stuff yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I you're I, in bands I, and stuff I, I, yourself. I meant. Like, oh right, sorry. Yeah, I, but you're uh, obviously into music as well. So why not? Why not just do? Two, why not just smash that question out of the park by answering both? Okay. And linking so, them. Linking them. them Go on. Okay. So uh, yeah, the bands that I play in, uh, I play in a rockabilly covers band called Big Willie and the Disappointments. Excuse me. <laughs> Come you, again. You heard. Yeah, exactly. Um, is it an ironic name? No, no. If you'd heard the name that we were going to have in the beginning, <laughs> I which I don't even think uh, I don't even think I should mention, to be honest. But I thought uh, you were going to say it's not ironic if you've seen <laughs> the oh, portfolio. Well, uh, 
the joke is actually is that every member of the band is a disappointment and uh, as you know I play double bass um, and that is Big Willie like Big Willie is the is the bass ah, yeah so uh, yeah we were all going to get t-shirts with I'm a disappointment written on it um, which hasn't happened yet I but, don't need the t-shirt it's fine uh, yeah <laughs> everyone knows um, and then the other band that I play in is uh, JC Soapless Sinners which is, they've were established for a long time almost a decade I think um, as a three piece and then there was a member dropped out and that band dissolved a little bit um, and uh, it's with members of Johnny Cage and the Voodoo Groove who uh, as you know I tour manage and uh, mix from a house for mm. um, and because right, we... so talk about them for people that might not listen I know uh, we're having a chat <clears throat> but I, I kind of like making it so that um, people that have no idea about stuff can Check yeah, in. okay. So, uh, Johnny Cage and the Voodoo Groove, Cardiff Christian Bass. Christian Rock band? <laughs> um, No. The, so, they are a four-piece... Uh, I guess if you had to pigeonhole them, they'd be rock and roll, but there are so many different elements to what they do. Um, and they put on a really good live show, which involves... You know, sometimes we have uh, dancers come with us. Um, exotic dances burlesque so yeah I guess so I yeah. don't know what the word exotic means I was mm-hmm. just trying to that's okay be clever. To, to, to my dad exotic like Cumberland sausages are exotic <laughs> so um, he's in Abergavenny man himself uh, he doesn't live there now but yeah he's from Abergavenny born and bred uh, born in born in Norwich actually, but wow. um, that ruins something I was going to say your <laughs> mum's uh, from Abergavenny right? yes yeah who said it? <laughs> Is that literally what you were trying to get at? No, I, I, I was going to queue up all the hundreds and thousands of videos I've got with like... Oh, it's it's really not funny, but basically Dan's from a place called Abergavenny and uh, the postcode's MP7 and one day I thought it would be funny to start a rumour that there's a gang from Abergavenny, the MP7 gang, Dan's the ringleader and I've spent far too many hours photoshopping things and, and <laughs> tagging things with him and mp7 uh, but that's related date maybe we could check something in in after uh so where was i yeah the gang lead the gang <laughs> for mp7 and, and i'll give any uh so i think we were talking about the sinners uh hmm. so uh which comp- comp- yeah comprised of uh well not completely uh so as i said they were a trio one member dropped out um, and then they decided they wanted to put, to put it back together with a slightly different lineup. So I came in on double bass, um, and then our singer's partner, uh, who plays in Dana Emanuel, the band that I mentioned earlier. Mm. She's a. Do you know what a cajon is? Is that like a? It's like a wooden box. Quite, you s- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a wooden box. You sit on, hit the front, you get a kind of a kick and a percussion sound out of it. Oh, okay. Um, so she came along and and joined in with us, and it's just been. It's crazy, actually, how quickly it's blown up. You know, we went. We only started jamming together in May. We've played a handful of festivals, including Boomtown. Um, did uh, you, who did you play there? Bloom, um, Bloomtown. <laughs> who did you play with at Boomtown? Oh, with the Sinners. Yeah, that's what I mean. Did you go like? Oh, yeah, it's a festival, so you got everyone. I, I, I was thinking. Oh right, you mean who was sharing I, the stage? Yeah. Uh, so we played the Rusty Spurs stage. Uh, so just big shout out to uh, Flounder. Uh, and everybody else that run that stage because it was great to be a part of that. Um, so, um, yeah, I tried, I tried, got that weekend. I mean, Boomtown. I don't if you've never been. I mean, it's it takes its toll on you, so it's hard to remember some of the yeah. stuff that went on. 
Um, lots of yoga classes, lots of stretching. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but there were some great acts. Let's just let's just leave it there. Um, so yeah, um, and we've we've got some gigs this weekend. We're playing at Ocean Arts uh, in Splot in Cardiff on Saturday for Dance of the Dead, which yeah. is a charity event for the Safe Foundation. It's a really good charity. We've done events for them before. It's a voodoo groove. Uh, this is the first time they'll be seeing the sinners, so uh, watch out. Um, and then we're playing uh, venue in Bath on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then we got yeah a few other gigs starting around the end of the year. Um. So yeah, pretty. Your music is a massive part of your life, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um. So this is this is my uh this is my attempt on trying to have a segue into the next topic. Um, but it's not going to go smoothly because um, I forgot. No, I remember. There we go. So basically, um, I'm really interested in how music affects people. Like I, I obviously um, as an artist do a lot of visual stuff, but it's obviously influenced um, music and everything is influence influences everything else I do basically. Yeah. So um, and habits and mindsets is kind of like a big sort of hodgepodge mix up of. Um, sort of how music and well it started off with me wanting to showcase uh the punk rock community to people outside of that scene um because i mean you you kind of like bands like some rockabilly bands and there's a little bit of crossover i guess in some of it yeah i mean i like most music to yeah. be honest uh, as long as it isn't like I, any pop recorded after 1998 it doesn't interest me really mm. um but um yeah i I was kind if, of interested think, in how people get the wrong perception of the punk rock scene, basically. Like, a lot of people think of it as, like... <clears throat> well, the thing, the thing is, well, like, my view about punk music has always been that it isn't actually a form of music. It's more of an ideal... Um, you know, Bob Marley was a punk. Public Enemy were a punk band, you know? Elton John. Um, yeah, well, yeah. All Like, anybody... I who, the other day, and I was just like... Fuck yeah, Alan John didn't give a shit, especially back then, like with other. Yeah, anything that's kind of anti-establishment and more about for the people, and it's honest, you know. Mm. That's the thing about punk music, uh, well, proper punk music, anyway. Uh, but it's not a. It started off. It's. It started off like a really, um, you know, in a really, kind of like aggressive, anti-established way. But I think it's developed into a much more sensitive place it's not it's, it's not all our aggro it can be but it's not it's, no i mean yeah go on sorry mate i've interrupted you no i was just saying is that there's a lot it's, there's a lot of nuance there's a lot of like different sides to it and there's a lot of topics being broached like mental health like fitting in like existential crisis you know all that kind of stuff it's all um it's not un- unusual to listen to punk rock songs where people are approaching those topics and bringing them up and when i of being in in having a shit time and I've listened to music listening to someone else talking about that has made me feel less shit because mm-hmm. you've, you've related yeah, yeah 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 it's weird so that's kind of a bit of um a bit about what the project's about and I'm actually sort of it's taken a bit of a twist lately and I'm actually sort of implementing like lyrics and like working them into the images and it's kind of a scary because I've never I've always just taken sort of straight Photographs, but mixing lyrics in is um, is 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 what the exhibition is probably going to be, and it's kind of weird to 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 pick lyrics from people. Like I think, oh well, whatever lyrics I pick, people are going to be critical about why I've picked them, and it's an act. It's just a minefield. Lyrics, 
do you have any like favorite lyrics that if i know that's a really hard question to answer on the spot but if i said to you like <clears throat> do you have any lyrics that really sort of haunt uh, you a little bit haunt me um yeah i mean there was uh, there's a band that i'm really into who are kind of a punk crossover band they're kind of like a mixture of bluegrass and punk called larry and his flask i've heard of larry and his flask yeah they're really good yeah, yeah. um I sadly missed them at Boomtown this year, but I saw them a couple of years ago in La Pub, and uh, they're just really different. And uh, shout out to La Pub, yeah, yeah, Sam, constantly putting on gigs left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah, probably the hardest working person I know in Newport. And it's um, hard. Newport's a hard place because people from Brist, it's close to Bristol, but you got to get over the bridge, and it's it's well, like a yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I, it's. I mean, unfortunately, I don't go out in Newport that much anymore. But you um, are you still banned? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No MP7s allowed in uh, in Newport. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Hats off is all I can say. You know, I, I I've been down to the new premises, and you know, it looks like it's doing really well. And uh, you know, uh, all the best to them. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about lyrics, weren't we? we lyrics. About, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, do you know what? And now you've asked me, I, I can't actually. Do you mind if I look at my phone? You can look at your phone. It's not. It's not school. But I'd say no. It's. I know the end of the lyric. It's just the uh, the bit before it. Uh, yeah. While while you're doing that, I'm just gonna uh, just quickly check another thing. Um, obviously, there's people listening to this all over, but. Uh, yeah, if you're in Cardiff or in South Wales, there's actually a show on tonight. Um, and I know one of the bands that are playing, Honest Thieves, is their, well, I think it's their first show. So uh, if you go over to the DIY Cardiff page on Facebook, I think it's just DIY CDF. And there'll be details and stuff like that. It's in Cate's, um Community Centre, uh, which is also a stellar organisation doing awesome work. Um yeah, I'm gonna, I might try and get along to that. I've just got tons of work to do for uh, for my uh, MA and getting this exhibition sorted, so I'm hoping to get over there. Right. But, um, you know, the DIY guys, they're all, there's the whole cluster of bands that put the shows on together and they do, like, house shows and stuff. Uh, like, Deadlines, Honest Thieves is Gav's new band. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little out of touch with uh, the punk community. I, I mean, I... In my early teens, I used to listen to a lot of angry, like sort of hardcore punk. Oh, you know? yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I remember we went surfing the other day and we were talking about it and you were telling me all this. We'll come back to that. But yeah, so many mm. questions I forgot to ask you. Yeah. Um, but I think as I've got older, my tastes have got a bit sort of softer and I still have that in me. But I think as you like, I'm 30, I will be 36 in a few weeks. Really? You don't yeah. look a day over 45. <laughs> Wee. Nah, you look um, good for your age, Dan. Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, that's what you say, in it? It's just being like... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so when you when you get to this kind of age, I think you still have, like... You just don't have that angst that, that's in that kind of punk music. Mm. Um, maybe because I, I'm focusing that energy towards work. You know, whereas I didn't, I didn't really have a focus back then. Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So you feel even more out of touch with the world because you haven't got this. You know, it took me a long time. I was, I was in my twenties before I realised what I wanted to do with my life. What um, music, uh, sound tech stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've always been into music and I've always um, wanted to be involved with it one way. I mean, I, I obviously had aspirations of being a, a rock star when I was younger, 
Um, started playing in bands when I was 14. Um, mostly kind of heavy metal. Uh, you know, I played in like a death metal band for a couple of years. Yeah, in uh, Abergavenny? Uh, in Newport. Because mm. I, I, so I moved from Abergavenny when I was 16. Uh, lived in Newport for eight years. Yeah. And then uh, moved to Cardiff about 10 years ago. Yeah. So uh, try and think of that. You can't think of that, though. I got it here. So uh, the time has come to take my last breath. I hope I don't die in a hospital bed. Um, just bring, just bring that uh, mic over, swing it over a little bit towards me. Yeah, the uh, I think the levels on the screen are not as accurate as these ones. Okay. Um, um, yeah, and the the reason I like that is um, talking about sort of mental health and and just pe- people's health in general. You know, if I thought that my time was limited um, you know say the doctors told me I had some sort of incurable disease mm-hmm. scary um, as fuck the yeah. amount of people that, I've, that that has happened to them yeah yeah I mean there's so many things that can get you these days and um, I think that comes down well maybe we'll go back to this in a second but um, yeah I just wouldn't want to spend my last moments you know in a hospital bed you know with doctors pumping stuff into me and I think I would just take my chances and I'd just go and enjoy what was left you know and that's why that lyric means it's crazy that the older we get the more real that gets do you know what I mean yeah I mean there are there are times where I think about it but um, you know it's a very morbid place to be in and I just think you know live for today you know you could be gone tomorrow mm. um, talking about today got those details for that gig later camera change segue made right so um yeah, South Wales people, obviously this isn't going to be for everyone, but South Wales people, the DOI Cardiff boys are putting on a, a, a gig. Uh, Honest Thieves, Scav's uh, new band, they're going to be playing Human Heat and Unwelcome Guests. Unwelcome Guests are sort of indie punk from New York City. So there you go, yeah, go and check them out. Um, but yeah, back to um, back to doom and gloom. I'm waiting to die. Um, <laughs> that's what I feel quite a lot, like... It's horrible. So I've suffered with like anxiety um, and depression stuff growing up. And I think one of the reasons that I was quite um, not not impressed because well, one of the things I think is amazing about Heads Above the Waves, um, the charity, they're not a charity, they're an not-for-profit, but one of the great things about them is they go to schools, they do workshops, and they basically um, get out there amongst young people and they like basically give them information because I remember the first time I had like panic attacks or like depression I didn't know what it was and I thought fuck this is not good like I just didn't know but if you kind of know it's still shit but it's not as shit no near as shit so simply going out and giving kids the information and like the amount of um, young men that anxiety and depression affects is crazy I think I don't know the figures but I know that there's a lot yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, um, do you I mean do you remember? Did you ever suffer with like any um, rough patches? Do you know what? I don't. I, I think I had one conversation about my mental health the other day, and I think that's the first time I've ever really opened up to anyone about it because I I've never wanted a. I, it's not the right way to to view it, but I do kind of view it as a state of weakness, or vulnerability, not weakness. Let's say vulnerability, mm. but I think weakness was probably a poor choice of words. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, growing up, the reason I got into punk music is because I felt I didn't fit in. 
Hardcore music, right? Yeah, yeah, hardcore punk music. That's interesting. I mean, and so the whole ethos behind hardcore, like, well, you tell me. I'm interested. I don't know too much about hardcore music. Well, I mean, when you listen to the music, they certainly sort of speak a lot of unity and, you know, friends and family and, you know, all being, supporting each other and stuff like that. But uh, it even took me a while to feel like I... I fitted in with that crowd, you know, because there's obviously cliques and exclusive oh, groups. The older yeah. I get, and being a documentary photographer and covering so many different... Everyone's the same. Every group is the same. It's the same thing, just yeah. different. It's dressed up differently. Yeah, exactly. Different clothes and stuff. Um, no one's no one's completely unflawed either. Yeah, I mean, it's even, like, within... You go to London and stuff, there's even gangs within... The hardcore punk crew, yeah. and you know, I mean, there was then. I don't Not a scratch any MP7 gang, though. MP7? No, no, of course. But um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so uh, I, you know, I used to go to shows and kind of like get all my my angst. And you were telling like, me it was a really aggressive, right? You know, like people would like like su- you were telling me about like suicides and stuff. Oh, you actually not suicide in general, but it, there was a manu- like a maneuver. You're talking about crowd killing, are you? Yeah, or... something like you tell me, talk, like you told me, but I forgot. But you, yeah, I mean, like at, at, at hardcore shows, yeah. There's so you, I don't know how much it happens anymore because I just don't go to those shows. Yeah, but but you... it used to be that like you'd have people kind of almost doing like martial arts in the pit, and I think it still does happen actually because my friends post videos taking the piss out of it, um, or, or like kind of like my metalhead friends or mm. like what are these guys? Anyway, if you notice a correlation between metal fans. And soft, nice, cuddly people like the most metal people that I know are like the most chill, laid back. Like yeah, that's it. Well, because again, they because they, they can they kind of get in all their aggression out through their music. You mm. know, the music that they listen to, or maybe the bands that they play, and that's where that you know they get it all out there. So when they're just being people, they they just but really from the outsider's like, perspective, everyone thinks like yeah, they, oh, yeah, they probably eat kittens and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I you know. I totally agree. They they are generally speaking. Obviously, there's always the one or two. What, what was percent. it called though? What was it called? Suicides or something? No, no, no. You're to- I think you're talking about crowd killing. So there's yeah. like um, you obviously at a gig the the at, like extreme gigs like that. The pit kind of opens up and everyone's like going mental in the middle. But you'll have the group of people around the outside of that that yeah. are just standing watching. And there were there were certain select people that were going around and kind of like knocking their drinks out their hands or like. Like throwing their legs into them, like like doing roundhouses into the crowd, and it's like called like crowd killing. Yeah. Um, and like that's where I had to draw the line with that kind of thing. You know, it's just oh, like, so it's you stopped doing it. You only did it a couple of times. I never did that. I never did that. Like no, honestly, I didn't. <laughs> but um, because yeah, you, know, you know, if you as far as like that's, saying, that's if, being a back, bit of a dick. Right? Back then, I mean, it sounds all of it sounds really childish to me now. But like back then, my attitude was if you're in the pit. Like you you're having get, it. You might, no, you you might get hurt, you know. But if someone falls over, you pick them up. Mm. You know what I mean. If someone does get hurt, you make sure they're okay, you know. But there are just like there are a lot of people out there that will just flail their arms and legs around. and don't care who they hit, and they won't pick people up, and they won't, and then they'll go and crowd kill, and and that's kind of what put me all off that whole scene. You know, I still listen to the music now and again if I'm in like a bit of a bad mood, but mm. I. Um, but yeah, not so much. As I say, like a lot of the music I listen to now is either kind of like rock and roll, rockabilly. Um, I listen to a lot of like not not country music, but um, 
country inspired music Americana which is kind of what JC Soapless singers are like uh, Kid Rock <laughs> you're not saying no <laughs> nothing like Kid Rock no. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe we could uh, put up some links yeah yeah least. yeah we, yeah. Can, we can check some in like you just uh, well yeah just well talk about them obviously and I'll go back in later and uh, and uh, listen to them so um, I was going to talk to you about like gym stuff right and like because okay. you were telling me before so like when you were younger right um you were telling me that like you started going to the gym getting healthy seeing some positive changes and stuff but then it kind of got to a point where it wasn't um totally great i mean i started going to the gym with my brother my brother uh was a professional athlete mm. uh now coaches mm. athletes this is kind of linked to the mental health stuff we were talking about earlier okay yeah um and then um so i started going to the gym with him and uh as you might know it does it, it's one of those things the gym that either gets you or it doesn't like you either go there and you hate it and you never go again or you get there you go in and you're hooked you know because you you see the changes in your body and you see you feel that kind of pump and that adrenaline those endorphins yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so i'm a massive and then you can you want to chase that feeling you know because it makes you feel good about yourself especially when you like eat healthy and stuff and i really really got into it um you know i was getting up at six in the morning and prepping like six meals for the day um which usually consisted of like chicken breast rice and broccoli uh, with like nothing on it completely plain I was eating that like sounds 50, horrible yeah 15 eggs a day 15 uh, eggs yeah not whole eggs like um, mostly whites but um, mm. yeah and you know I because I'm just one of those people that if I do something like I have to do it like 100% and um, you know talking about mental health actually they just released a study that uh, said that people that work in the entertainment industry suffer some of the greatest levels of anxiety and stress and um, they also suffer with OCD because, you know, everything they, they do needs to be, like, perfect, especially in live music yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's happening now and the pressure's on and you've got to get it right. Um, you know, those... When I'm working a show, if um, I'm working with the headliners and those couple of... Like, those few minutes leading up to when the lights go down and they come on, there is... you You get this kind of intense... Not anxiety, but this intense feeling. You're like, you know, what if, uh, what if something goes wrong? What if, you know? I mean, obviously, you do checks. I'm the uh, same. I've done live live video work and live photography for events and things like that. And um, I, people think that I'm a lunatic as I like. I will drill something, even if it's like, how fast can I? If I need to go from this system to this system, lens changes, battery changes. Like sometimes I'll time myself. Like, okay, so this camera's dead. I need to change the lens, change the battery, put a new card in and go. And I'll literally drill it because sometimes you only have, you know, obviously that's like a worst case scenario because normally you'd have just another camera ready to go next to you. But like, I, I'm weird, like the same, because yeah. if people don't care about, people care about results, don't they? So yeah. all they care about is I'm paying you to do this. Yeah, I don't, done. I don't care how you do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a, a fuck up or a problem, they don't care. They're not, you can't say to him, well, what it was is I left yeah. two batteries in that bag and I didn't print it. So you've got to understand, you know, yeah. that's why you haven't got photos that you paid for. They don't care. You've got to have it correct. So, so uh, yeah, so going back to the, the bodybuilding thing, uh, I think that's partly where my OCD developed as well is because you're so focused on every little, you know, you scrutinize mm. every little part yeah. of you and you get body dysmorphia. 
Um, so like basically that happened to you, yeah. You were just basically training to a point, and then it became a bit too much. Well, I just found that um, I so I'd spend like an hour in the morning cooking, and then I go into the gym for two hours, and then I'm eating every two and a half hours and drinking protein shakes and then I'd be like right what exercises am I going to do tomorrow in the gym so I'm already thinking about the next day mm. and it was just taking up so much of my time and I uh, was just in the gym one day and I, I did a set of like bench presses or something and I got up and I kind of looked around me and I was like what what's the end goal here mm. you know I was looking around and I was like you know you see the same people in the gym every day and you know some of them are doing it for a reason they did do- you feel like did you feel like when you looked at yourself? Did you feel like you were smaller than you were? And oh, well, constantly. I I still don't like people. I get called like big man and stuff now, and I probably lost two stones since I stopped bodybuilding. Because mm. um, I I you know and I I like I sometimes my friends you know I'll be like oh can I borrow a t shirt or something if we're going out and I I got a stain on it or whatever and mm. they're like that's not gonna fit you, like and uh, yeah and so yeah you body dysmorphia is like a serious thing and not just from a kind of uh, people who bodybuild but um just people in general i think that's another reason why i got into bodybuilding was uh it was kind of a like a self-defense mechanism um because i got picked on a lot in school mm-hmm. um, especially for being like you know i'd like long hair or it was either that or shaved in like a mohican or whatever and you know um so i yeah i did get a lot of uh attention <laughs> in school so i thought by getting bigger that i was well, people... double assured one people probably would be less likely to mess with you and two if they did you'd probably be a bit stronger to cope with it right? yeah yeah um yeah that's that was that was the mindset yeah definitely that um you know it would just deter people from wanting to to mess with me um it was stupid really when i think about it now and if i think about it, a lot of the time that i wasted i mean there's I, there's nothing wrong with going to the gym. There's nothing wrong with trying to better yourself, but for me now, bettering myself has nothing to do with how I look. Um, it's just, you know, what I can do. I could be the best at what I want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, did you like? Did you have? Were you kind of like really? Did you have a relationship music during that time? Was it something? Yeah. Did you I relate mean, to? Was there anything any particular music or anything? Uh, kind of well, you I could still used to, to listen to a lot of hardcore back then. Um, you know, bands like Hatebreed and stuff like that. I know Hatebreed. Yeah, so it's I almost got of... pulled over speed in listening to Hatebreed. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, it does make you kind of want to go a bit nuts. Now and, uh, is the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we used to put that on in the gym quite a lot if there was nobody else around, because obviously not mm. anybody. This else is like one it. of those like ghetto gyms. Oh yeah, spit and sawdust. I didn't like you know like fancy like gyms with loads of machines. I just wanted weights you know free weights and ones gyms that weren't very busy mm. um so it's just a temporary little thing i don't know what's going on with this camera is it that one yeah yeah so ah. yeah so hardcore music Lots and lots of weights, eating a million times a day, being proper over the top about like whatever. And then you decided, um, like, how did you transition from that into like, because you that's kind of unhealthy, right? It's not unhealthy to go to the gym and be a bodybuilder at all. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you realize that you weren't feeling great and it was 
you it just what what the real what the realization was is that um you know because towards the end i thought i could get to competition level so you know with the like the posing competitions and stuff like that and i you know i thought that'd be great to get up on stage and show off all my work and i've got friends who still do it but they're also like personal trainers you know so for them fitness and bodybuilding is their living whereas for me it wasn't and i never really aspired to be that so i just had this this kind of wash of realization came over me like this is focusing too much of my time you know which i should be using to advance my career in sound Mm. um, or events to generalize um but you realized at one point you were like ah this is not good and then you were like no i I don't i actually don't think like it's not a healthy lifestyle or anything i mean obviously you it wasn't good for you though you were saying because i i I remember you talking to me and saying that you you decided yeah it was literally literally overnight you know i i I was in the gym and then i just was like no i'm not doing this anymore and Mm. i just stopped going um, and you I, didn't. And did you did those feelings? You know, like you were saying about like uh, dysmorphia and like looking at yourself and like worrying about how you look and stuff. Did that carry on after? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I started surfing just after uh, I quit bodybuilding. So I kind of still kept up with some sort of physical exercise, and that keeps me pretty fit. Although I don't go as much as I'd like to. Mm. Um, but. Um, you know, so I still have that kind of like physical outlet, um, mm. although it's not every day, and and that's that's the thing for me is like it's now just a hobby and not like a takeover of lifestyle. So. Yeah, it's part like having a healthy balance, wherever I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you got play. music as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, playing in the two bands, and yeah, at the moment I feel like I've got a really, really healthy balance um, of all the things that I really want to do. Yeah. So, um, have you got any? tour dates or anything like that like anything coming up with the bands that you play in uh apart from the two this weekend um so where, where are they two like and the, do you know the dates so like what uh so we're saturday uh what's the date tomorrow 27th is uh ocean arts uh so that's the one for the safe foundation that i mentioned earlier uh and then i'm gonna have to look at my phone again so we got saturday 27th yeah saturday 27th of november obviously this this might have gone out already uh, no no it. october this is tomorrow Oh, okay. So, yeah, so <laughs> Saturday the 27th of October, which is tomorrow, um, and that's for the Safe Foundation. Safe Foundation. You've got to let the puppy in. She's doing my head in. <laughs> Saturday the 27th tomorrow in Cardiff. Yeah, that starts at... Oh, and, um, yeah, another one just to wrap up as well. While you find the date for that, there's um, an awesome show going on tonight in Cate's Community Centre, put on by the DIY Cardiff boys and girls and people um, at 9pm Kitae's Community Centre and they've got some new bands some old bands and some uh, and a band from an indie pop uh, indie punk band from New York as well they sound pretty cool actually I'll put the links to all that down below um, but I'm just hopefully I'm hoping to get a couple more people on on the podcast before the exhibition which goes up in two weeks on the 16th of November um, the last time I did an exhibition it was all laser jets and stuff it was like really lo-fi and like really punk rock just like duct taped laser prints but this one's a little bit different it's uh, printed up a little bit 
better and stuff. Did you manage to? Yeah, I found it. Yeah, so it's the Bell Inn in Bath uh, that we're playing on Sunday, the twenty eighth, and that's a daytime show. So we start at one o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, cool. so yeah, there you go. You heard it. So it's Sunday, the twenty eighth, in the Bell Inn, in Bath. <laughs> the Bell Inn. No, the Bell Inn. The Bell Inn, twenty eighth uh, of October. October, uh, one p.m. start, and yeah, that should be good. So. Thanks again, guys, and sorry for, like, we had one or two technical issues with the camera going off and stuff. Um, it's not going to happen again. I'm going to swap that off for a different system. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube and the Facebook page and all that jazz. Hopefully, I'll have another guest coming up within the week. And put in the 16th of November into your diaries for the Habits and Mindsets exhibition opening, and that's going to be on Friday the 16th of November, um, 5 p.m., 5, 6 p.m. ish start in Castle Emporium, Cardiff, right over the road from Club Ifabach. Cheers.